0: hey guys and welcome to another episode of getting animated i'm your host destiny so let's get started Happy Valentine's Day everyone. I hope everyone's having a super awesome day. Whether you're single, whether you're taken, it does not matter. Um, Valentine's Day is probably one of my favorite holidays just because I love love. I love romance anime, romance movies, romance manga. I literally love love. Um, I think it's the cutest thing ever. My favorite color is pink. And then my second favorite color is red. So you guys can guess what one of my favorite holidays is. Um, So let's jump right into the anime news. Free Takes Your Mark, the anime movie, released an English subtitled teaser which posts, like, the first story that's going on. It was of Haru and Makido looking for an apartment, which is one of the four stories featured in the film i still actually have to watch free and catch up because i ship them but i don't really know anything about them um the film's upcoming u.s theatrical release will be on march 14th which i think is the day before my boyfriend's birthday don't tell him i said i think though um so i probably will be busy that day and won't be able to go see the movie, but if I can, I'll definitely try and see it. Next on the anime news, Crunchyroll's royalty payments to the anime industry has surpassed a hundred million. And get this, Crunchyroll also noted that women make up half of Crunchyroll's user base. So if a boy ever tells you, oh, Girls don't watch anime, pull out the numbers and show him. This is a huge milestone for the company and of course just the anime industry in itself. It shows what legal streaming can do. It shows if you do things the right way how it can help the industry produce more anime that you love. So I'm very very happy for Crunchyroll. Next, so sort our online live action series writer and executive producer Leda I'm not even gonna butcher her last name, said in an interview with Collider posted on Tuesday that the series has been sold to Netflix and that Kirito and Asuna will be played by Asian actors. She said she wasn't planning on whitewashing the movie. Netflix wasn't planning on whitewashing the movie. So I know that was a huge thing. Whenever anime movies come out, why can't they just get Asian actors to play them? And she said that's exactly what's gonna happen with Sword Art Online. So I'm really happy. I'll probably watch it because I did like Sword Sword Art Online a lot. So it's good to know that even though she sold it to Netflix, they're still going to be getting Asian actors. And then the last story I have today, Alita Battle Angel, which is based off of a manga series, the live-action film, was supposed to be released July 20th, 2018, and is now scheduled for December 21st, 2018. I'm not 100% sure why they pushed it back so far, but maybe production issues and things like that, but I definitely will be seeing this movie because it looks really cool. Alright guys, let's take a break. So, in honor of it being Valentine's Day, I thought this topic time would be pretty cool if I talked to you guys about some anime, well, romance anime that I've never seen before. So, if you guys follow me on social media like Twitter and Instagram, you would have known that I put up a poll on which romance anime I should watch and you guys chose and I decided I actually picked two because I found out one was actually a movie and the other one was a show. So I watched the first 5 of Lovely Complex and then I watched tamiko's Love Story as well. So I'm going to give you guys a review of both of those things. Um so let's do lovely complex first. Now everyone kept telling me how good this anime was and by the art style because it came back it came out back in about 2002, 2007. 2007 so it came out a while ago and the art style just wasn't my flavor you know what I mean I like really pretty over the top but at the same time it reminded me a lot of peach girl which I loved so I didn't really dismiss it just because of the art style as I started watching the show I definitely could see why a lot of people liked it it was very cutesy it's definitely a romantic comedy and each story goes by just one step at a time it didn't feel like it really had much depth to it, you know. Like obviously, it's a. If you don't know a *Lovely Complex*, I'll go ahead and break that down. It's about a. It's about a tall girl and a short guy, and they're often made fun of as like a comedy duo by the class and the teacher because of their height. It's almost like their comedic. Um, Like, they're putting on a show all the time, but they really dislike each other, but it's like a frenemy type of thing, and basically, it starts off with them competing against each other as who's going to get a boyfriend or a girlfriend first, and as the show goes on, obviously, you could tell, and this is kind of a spoiler, um, they start to develop feelings for each other. Um, I only watched the first five episodes, so I don't think I would be ruining too much for you guys, just because... There is 25 episodes, but um, yeah, so like I was basically saying, to me, I think Lovely Complex is a good show if you want to just watch it lazily on a Sunday. I probably wouldn't go back and watch it unless I was, like, really bored and there was nothing else on my list of things to watch just because it is a romantic comedy, but it's kind of slow-paced But I enjoyed it at the same time. It wasn't something that I would say I would never watch again. But if it was to just come out, I'd probably drop it. It's just, to me, I feel like the romance was fine. But I felt like the drama they tried to throw in there was kind of like forced. I felt like they kept reusing the same um, drama ideas. Like, okay... One had an ex-girlfriend, and then sooner or later, one had an ex-boyfriend, kind of. You know, like, it was just kind of repetitive as far as, like, each drama-filled situation. And that's the only thing that kind of bothered me. But Lovely Complex is funny. It is enjoyable. I will probably get through it sooner or later. And if I was to give it a rating out of 10, it'd probably be 7.5 out of 10. Because I did enjoy it. It was just kind of boring a little bit. Alright, so let's move on to the next one. So, now for my Tamiko love story review. Now, as you guys all know, I'm a huge fan of Kyoto Animation. I have loved everything they've put out. I've actually been trying to go through everything they've put out. But every time I watch anything from them, it strikes a chord in in my stomach or in my heart. It just makes me feel... Like, I'm experiencing something. And it lightens up my mood, it lightens up my day. I literally wanna go on Tumblr and reblog like gist of the movie every time I see whatever movie that comes out. I just get completely infatuated with just the art style, with the story, everything. So, when I found out there was actually another romance movie called Tamiko Love Story, I was like, ooh, let me see what that's about. Now, I've never watched Tamiko's Market. I wanted to, it's definitely on my list, but I never got a chance to watching it. You know, I've always watched other things, like A Silent Voice came out. Every time I was going to watch Tamika Market, something else came out. And I just finished um, Beyond the Boundary just a little while ago, like maybe last year. And then I did um, Love and Delusions. I watched that one as well. So now, I thought it would be good to watch Tamika's Love Story because I've heard so much about it. Now, as a person who was going into Tamiko's love story, without watching Tamiko's Market, I felt like there was enough there that I didn't need to watch Tamiko's Market. However, I felt a little bit of plot missing just because I didn't know the characters as well. I felt like if I would have watched all of the all of Tamiko's market the first time around and then went and watched Tamiko's love story I would have probably had a different emotion for all the characters because apparently um and I don't want to ruin it for you guys but apparently like you could see a little bit more of the bond between the two main characters growing from the show so it's kind of a lot like beyond the boundary you have to watch the first season or the first couple episodes of the show to get a grasp of who everybody is and why they're like that and just character development because Kyoto Animation is very good at character development. So basically it's about um, this boy and this girl. They live in like this market area. Both of their parents are um, vendors in this market area. The boy is about to go to college in Tokyo and it's their last year of high school and the girl is more reserved. She's not really... Um, Tamiko, she's not really, she's not really worried about her future. She always wants things to stay the same. She reminded me a lot of me as far as like very absent-minded and you kind of lose track of time because you've been in the same routine for so long. When I graduated high school, I remember everybody was talking about moving away and I kind of was like, where are you guys going? Like, why would you want to leave? Like, I was so confused Because I was so used to the life that I had. And basically the boy wants to tell Tamiko how he feels about her. And he's been in love with her for a very long time. And when he does tell her, she doesn't know how to react. She runs away. She hides from him. And I think they did a very good job portraying that I don't know how to handle this. So I'm just going to run away from it. Because I don't know if you've ever... I don't know if you've ever had someone tell you that they like you and you don't know how to reciprocate those feelings back. You kind of just like, uh, thanks. And you kind of like run away, but you're not trying to be rude because you don't know how to let someone down. And that's how she felt. She didn't know if she liked him. She didn't even know. She never thought of it like that. So when he put her in the position Of hey I like you it forced her kind of shook her awake from her reality and said hey you have to start acknowledging how you feel about everything and everyone you're getting older you're not little kids anymore and I thought they did a very good job showing that and watching her internal stress of she'd see him in the hallway and then like turn around they were in the same class they'd sit next to each other and couldn't even look at each other it was just very complicated everything was just so complicated and i understood that and i felt that and i resonated with that just a little bit and of course Kyoto animation killed when i say killed it they killed it again with just the art and there's so many scenes that were just so breathtaking and just The way that they had everything set up, I thought it was beautiful. It was definitely one of those experience movies that I was telling you about that I got. That feeling I get of just taking my breath away because it's so pretty. But then again, I could definitely see why people thought it was boring. And it was kind of without a plot had no depth to it basically and that's what I'm actually kind of afraid that they're going to do with Violet Evergarden because Violet Evergarden is gorgeous but I don't know where the story is going and I'm hoping it's not going to be like Temical's love story because although I love Temical's love story for the art and for the little things I would have to say I really hope Violet Evergarden is not like this because I've seen where they've developed the character and the storyline is also amazing so even if the art wasn't that good the story would be captivating still and I think a lot with I think with some of the Kyoto animation stories the storyline is not that good but the art is so amazing that people think it's good and I've read that a couple places, and I now being such a huge fan of Kyoto animation, I could kind of see where they dropped the ball on certain things. Like basically, um, Love and Delusions and Chinyu, of a Chinu bio or something like that. I can't say it right. But the first season was great, and the second season was a waste of time. (laughs) Like I watched the entire second season. It just wasn't worth it. It really wasn't. But then I found out they're coming out with the movie and everybody that I've read who's seen the movie has said that is the better, that's what season two should have been like. So sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes they'll drop the ball on certain things as far as plot wise. But despite everything they're gorgeous, and I know that's not the only thing that makes the anime good, but I digress. I think Tamako's Market was definitely a 7.8 out of 10, which isn't bad, you know, because it did. was lackluster a little bit as far as the story, but there were some good parts, too. I liked um, the coffee shop man. He had, like, all types of untold wisdom. Um, I loved the scene where the boy, Mochizu and Tamiko's dad had to sit basically together and he said you're a man and there's nothing wrong with making decisions on your own if you want to go to Tokyo go to Tokyo you know you're an adult now but at the same time you have to remember us and remember where home is and I remember when I moved out of my parents house that's something that I thought about a lot, like even though I'm I'm making a decision to leave, you always need to remember where home is and I thought that was such an important scene because this show or this movie is such a good coming of age movie. It tackled a lot of fear as far as making big life decisions and how much everything can change and how fast your youth flies right by you. I was just in high school and now I'm like... Three, four, five years out, and it feels like it was just yesterday. So when adulthood comes at you, it comes at you fast. and I thought that was such an important thing to remember where your home is, who loves you, and how important all those relationships you made when you were growing up, how important they are. So I definitely wish I would have watched Tamika's Market first. I definitely think Tamika's Love Story was more for the fans. But as somebody who didn't watch Tamika's Market, I definitely enjoyed this movie. It was missing a couple of things, but it was still a very cute romance movie. And I would recommend it to anyone if they watched Tamika's Market first. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys had an amazing Valentine's Day and I'll be talking to you guys next week. Bye.